You have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we got a crossover episode from Locked On Pistons. We got Koo in the building to break down Thursday's game versus the Detroit Pistons. Bulls Pistons happening here, right here on Locked On Bulls. Make sure to stay tuned in with us. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls and technically Locked On Pistons. Uh, where it's your team every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. So make sure that you get in tune with us. That's Hayes uh, over there. He's the, that's Hayes over there. Uh, <laughs> my co-host, and of course we got Cool in the building from Locked On Pistons. Cool, what's going on, man? What's the deal, man? What's the deal? I, I messed with your guys' this whole intro. You guys are real hype. You know, you get the energy set right off the get go. I feel it. I feel it. Wins help with that, man. Uh, <laughs> wins. Say, we hey, got right, eight wins. I'm, say, I'm win. saying that. Like, we got something to beat our chest on. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, listen. Uh, we, we have a big game coming up here, right? Bulls playing in Paris versus the Detroit Pistons. Very interesting dynamic. Pistons in a little bit of a struggle. Uh, starting things off this season, a lot of injury concerns, a lot of injury issues happening. Uh, they get in fights randomly that that they just try and <laughs> knock people out. And, you know, there's a lot going on over there. Bulls trying to get themselves back on track. Me and Hayes have talked about uh, how up and down this team has been. But let's, let's start it off with the Pistons. I mean, I feel like right, a lot of people are giving the Bulls the edge in this one, of course, because of the talent on the team. But what are you seeing coming into this game, Koo? How do you feel like the Pistons are going to try to attack the Bulls and come away with a win over in Paris? Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to have to rely a lot on the energy around Killian Hayes' homecoming. He's back in France. He's back in Paris. Yeah. Like that, I feel like that's really where all of this is going to come from. Uh, but outside of that, the Bulls obviously are just a better team. They're a more talented team. They got more high-end power, better scorers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I know Zach Levine has started to come around a little bit more since the last time we played uh, against each other. So um, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Pistons, no doubt. Um, I don't think any – you know, I don't think a lot of people are taking the Pistons to win this game, but yeah. you know, I guess they have some. They have some energy of we want to play hard, we want to kind of win this one for Killian Hayes, who is back in his home, his home country, his hometown. Uh, so, I think that's where a lot of their energy is going to have to come from. But outside of that, I don't know what I got for you. Hey, I, I, I mean, it, it's interesting, right? Because that's almost the worst case scenario for us, Hayes. Like that, like legit. There's no worse thing. I came into this game and I was like. Hey, man, Bulls should get – dang, Killian Hayes is from France. We might actually have another game where we smoke <laughs> it to a sub-500 team because of the <laughs> narrative around this. First off, who's who's the guy on the team that you least expect to go off, Cool, Like the dude that you least expect to get 15-plus points? On the Pistons or on the on Bulls? The Pistons, on the Pistons. Uh Nerlens Noel or something. <laughs> He's going for thirty. Uh, so, <laughs> Hayes, how do we negate that, man? Because you already know how this season has gone for us. Where um, the the guy, it, it's a joke, but in all serious, right? The guy that isn't supposed to kill us does. How the Bulls going to negate this versus the Pistons in the homecoming for Killian Hayes? I mean, it really comes down to the same thing all the time for the Chicago Bulls is executing on both sides of the ball for a full four quarters and spreading the ball around on offense. Now, the thing with the Bulls are is that. They don't respond well to runs. 
And when a, a team goes goes on a pretty sizable run against them, they usually you can usually tell if the Bulls are going to stay in that game or not because of how they respond to that run. So if the Pistons get out to a big run, um, it just depends on how the Bulls respond to it. And also, can they avoid going through another five-minute scoring drought? This team has, has had to has to lead the league in five-minute scoring droughts per game. Like, cause it's bad. It's won every single game, and and it just it collectively they just forget how to shoot a basketball for five minutes a quarter um so as long as the bulls can avoid that they can stay in the game but they're gonna have to set that tone defensively they're gonna have to set up vooch to try to work down low and then if that does or does not work how they adjust to that is really going to dictate the tone of the game i think these are the weird games right for the bulls because these are the games where we expect to see the bulls do the most right but then you you look at that pistons roster right isaiah stewart good to go every everything good with isaiah stewart in this one that, I those think are the only g- player I think the Go only ahead. player that's really a question with is is Jalen Duran because he forgot his he lost his passport so he hasn't been able to get over there so I don't know if he's going to play he's questionable right now if they have him they should have a better chance at you know having a a fighting chance against Vucevic yeah. um, but if they don't have him Nerlens Noel who got his first minutes a few games ago played really well but ever since then they played against the Pelicans and Jonas Valanciunas and he just he was eating them so bad that they couldn't even play him in the second half so. Like they're gonna, if the Pistons want to win this game and have a chance, they're going to need Jalen Duran to actually have found his passport somehow and get back out there. Or I think Vucevic might have a really good night. And and that's tough, dog. How do you? <laughs> it's good to know that players are just us. It's good to know the NBA players are just us. By the way, like he definitely picked up the phone and called his mom. Like, mom, don't I have a passport? You know what I said? You know what I said? Like the day before he was supposed to be leaving. No, but I, I think that that brings up a, a major point, right? Because with the Bulls. We know, especially coming off of Vooch's 43-point game, that they operate best when Vooch is operating in the paint. Isaiah Stewart, solid defender. He's he's got he's got that that aggressiveness that we've seen Vucevic kind of shade away from, right? Like those are the moments where we see him pass out. Then it becomes is P. Will going to be able to knock down shots? Is Io going to be able to knock down shots? And those are just the things that we haven't seen this season. I like I like the matchup if it is Nerlens Noel, especially after what happened um, versus Jonas, because Jonas and Vooch are kind of just the same dude. Like, every, like Jonas is a little bit younger, Vucevic. If you really, what a worse three point shot, maybe. But, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm confident. I can't say confident. I feel good going into this game, uh, with the Chicago Bulls. I personally have the Bulls coming out of this with a dub, but there's gonna be so much energy in that building. I'm actually scared that we might we might get rolled, dog. I'm not I think that for real. Like, I, I'm like I'm not I, like I know it was a joke we were joking about, but I for real think that that might be something the Pistons can use to their favor in this game. Yes. The fact that they're back in in Paris and killing Hayes' homecoming. Uh, a lot of it. This, this team's really close together. They're all friends with each other. They really care about each other. That's one of them. They're like, you know, that's the kind of thing we talk about over here on Lockdown Pistons when you're not winning games. That's that's the kind of thing we focus on. Uh, but you know, they're really <laughs> close knit together. Um, and I think they'll play for them. They're, they really want to get this win for them. I will say that if they're starting Stu and they don't have Duran, I think the one area that the Bulls could really dominate at is on the glass, especially if they, ha- you know, Stu's gonna have to guard Vucevic. That's gonna be pulling him away from the basket. Yeah. The Pistons have been starting Boyan and Sadiq Bay together when they don't uh, have Duran and Stu together. And that is one of the worst defensive wing pairings in the league. And I don't think that's a matchup the Pistons would really like to go into there with against Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. So if the Pistons have Duran and Stu, I think they can give the Bulls a, a good fight and maybe pull it out at the end just due to, you know, the, the energy we talked about. But without Duran, I think it would – it without Duran, the matchups all point towards the Bulls. 
Do y'all do y'all think that travel is going to play a big part in this game? I know we've had three days to get adjusted and all of that, but I mean, like, that's a whole different country we're going to hoop in. Do you think that travel is going to play a huge part in this game? I I, I don't think so. They've had a good think- amount of time. Yeah, they they went over there early enough to where I think that that shouldn't matter as much. I mean, is there going to be some jet lag? Absolutely. It takes like a week to get over. This is coming from somebody who grew up in Europe and went back and forth. So, like, it takes like a week to get fully over. But the thing is, they don't have to get fully acclimated. They've been over there. They've been resting. They're going to be ready to go. I really don't think the travel is going to play too much into it. What do you think we're going to see, right? And and this is the one thing, uh, Hayes, I, I want to direct it to you because the, the one thing that scares me defensively is um, Bojan Bogdanovic. Mm. He always scares the mess out of me defensively because he never looks like he should be able to hoop. And those are the dudes that we don't defend. <laughs> do you feel like the biggest key in this game is going to be whoever's matching up against Bojan being able to shut him down. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. Cage probably, or I'm sorry, uh, Killian's probably going to have one of his better games. He's been playing a lot better this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, cool, uh, big Killian Hayes fan. Uh, huge <laughs> Killian Hayes fan. I mean, it, it's ridiculous how much of a Killian Hayes fan this guy is. Um, but he's probably having his best season. But without having that guy to defer to offensively, it makes it a lot harder for the Pistons, right? So I think that Bojan is that guy that he can be like, hey, yo, they got me. You knock down this shot, and we know he can do it. Well, yeah, he's their only 20-point-per-game score, right, especially with Cade Cunningham being now. He was the only other one that was close. Um, so d- definitely I think if you can slow down Bojan, then it it it, it drastically affects their offense. But th- uh, as we've seen with the Bulls team before, and that's the thing coming into the, with this team, like we're susceptible to young teams that are scrappy and that can push the pace. So, 100%. You know, we'll see what that means. But, yeah, if you can go to stopping uh, Bogdanovich, then that 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 goes a long way into your battle. So we'll see. Cody, can I you ask you guys a question real quick? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So I got the Pistons. One of their strengths is their bench. Since Alec Burks came back, they've had the best bench in the league and scoring wise. Is that something the Bulls struggle with? Because that could be another area for Pistons fans listening uh, from Lockdown Pistons. That could be an area the Pistons could try to take advantage of. Is that something – the Bulls struggle with? Is that a major advantage towards the Pistons? Alex Burks is absolutely going off for at least 26 points in this game. So, yes. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> what, what's our injury report looking like? I haven't even got the latest. Only person on our injury report is Javante and Lonzo. Car- Caruso should be able to negate that, right? Like, I, in theory, but... Again, we we've talked about like there's just such an unknownness with this team defensively. Like Hayes legit could be right. Like Alec Burks could be the guy that goes off for thirty, right? Like I mean, like there's there's gonna be some guy on the pit. Here's the one thing we can guarantee: somebody on the Pistons we don't expect to is gonna dominate us. It depends on who that guy is gonna be. Probably might be. He was the one cooking his last time down the stretch. Sadiq Bay might be for sure. And Sadiq um, has been on a really uh, a burner the last four games, too. I think he's shooting like 43% from the field, four, yeah. 40% from three, 21 points a game over the last four games. So Scary, dog. Scary. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm still predicting the Bulls win, but I'm nervous is what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you guys' bench absolutely is an asset um, because with the Bulls, not to say Kobe White can't go out and have himself a game, but it's about will Kobe White have himself a game? It's about will Alice Caruso be able to defend well? Will he be able to knock down a three? Will Andre Drummond get playing time? Find out next week on this episode <laughs> of Batman. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally every week with this Bulls team. Like, so 
I feel like that is an advantage to you guys because you do have that continuity on the bench already. You know, All one right. thing that can energize the bench players, that's built that bars. So oh, if you're looking yes. for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to go with the Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable. Unbelievably, uh, unbelievably flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing mac- macros. And with even better, it's that they're healthy as well. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built, your built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. All right, now. As we're getting into this second segment, right? I want to know, and this is the one thing that I love about these crossover episodes. A lot of times we don't get the deep insight that's going on on the team, right? My biggest question for Pistons fans out here, and we'll do the same thing on the Bulls in the third segment. For the Pistons fans, the Pistons faithfuls, cool. What is your expectation of this team moving forward? I love the youngness of this team. I think there's young talent on this team. I thought they were going to play a lot better this year. The injury to Cade, of course, changes that. What is your outlook of this team in the long term? Does this feel like a team that's going to start to move in the right direction with the pieces that are in place? I think they're going to be moving in the right direction. I think this offseason is incredibly important. Uh, this is the offseason where Troy Weaver is really going to have to be faced with making some kind of decisions. Um, in the past, he's you know he's freed up some cap space. He got you know just being honest, lucky to get the number one overall pick and get Cade Cunningham. But he hasn't really been asked to do you know make this free agent signing fit with the roster or really put a team together that that's supposed to win. Like a lot of it has just been oh we got Cade okay we'll just let's get good character guys around him and you know we're gonna lose a lot of games get another high pick. This offseason is going to be the season or the offseason where he has to actually put together what a lot of Pistons fans believe is the offseason where they want to try, try to take the next step. So this offseason where we're going to find out what they do and and who's going to be on the team next year, I think I said this before the season on Lockdown Pistons that this season really is simply about finding out who's going to be on the team with Cade next year. It was mm. really just a tryout amongst players. And they have a lot, I think they have the most cap space of any team next year. They have around $70 million in cap space or something. They're going to have a lot of cap space. They're probably going to have another top three pick, hopefully, if the lottery gods don't screw us over. Um, so they have a lot of stuff to work with. And I think they're probably going to trade Boyan at the deadline for even more assets. So I think they're moving in the right direction. I think they found out who is going to be here next year and who's not going to be here next year and who doesn't fit in the uh, future plans. I think they already found that out somewhat already. And, yeah, this, this offseason is going to be big. They should be good. They should be fine. Moving forward, when you got someone in Cade Cunningham – this young who, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, you guys probably didn't see, but 
he was interviewed this week about his his surgery on his shin, and he said that this is something he's been dealing with since high school. He's just dealt with it. So really, like, have we even really seen Cade at full strength? Have we seen him 100%? Like, could this upcoming season be the first time we've seen him really at 100%? So, yeah. I mean, they should be in a solid spot with Cade. Just don't screw it up around him, and I don't think they will. I like Troy Weaver. I think he's been smart. And, yeah, I think they're in the right spot. They finally got a future face of the franchise. Like, you guys have our former face of the franchise and, and, and Andre Drummond. And, you know, I love Andre. I'm still a big fan of his. But the Pistons never had a face of the franchise. They always had just a really good role players that could be role players in good teams. That's why you see a bunch of them across the league. Luke Kennard, Bruce Brown, Reggie Jack. Like, they're all over the place. Yeah. Not as main guys, but as role players. But now they finally got one of those. So they should be straight as long as they don't mess up. Yeah, I, I think that the thing that excites me most about the Pistons is that it doesn't feel like they're like this cycle here that they're currently going through is like Philly with MCW in the beginning, right? Where they were just like, we're just going to keep screwing up a lot. And then maybe we'll finally figure it out. It seems like they got their guy early on in the process. And so I, I, I like that part there. That's crazy. I did not know that about Cade, dog. Cade's never been 100% healthy. He said that this is the shin discomfort is something he's dealt with on and off since high school. So I, I'm not saying it's been a stress fracture since high school or whatever, but yeah. he has he did say that it's something that's been bothering him since high school and he's just dealt with it. That's insane. I mean, crazy. It, is the biggest question with this team then, right? Like, does Dwayne Casey ever become the coach of the year again and actually, you know, put some pieces in place that, that no. work? Are you, are you, are you you're, 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 you're out on a, uh, on a Dwayne Casey. Is that what you're saying? Dwayne, Dwayne Casey is, let me, you know, over on lockdown Pistons, we say this all the time. Let's go ahead and put the graphic over there, uh, you know, underneath us. He's a great man, great human. He's a great father. He's a great person, like everything great about him. But as an NBA head coach, it is uh, close to time. It's it eventually, Dwayne Casey is probably going to get moved up into the Pistons front office. He's going to re- retire and move up into the front office. And then the Pistons will get their head coach of the future. I think Dwayne Casey, though, to be all, in all seriousness, he's a good coach for what they're going through right now to help young guys become men, um, not just on the court, but off the court, help them grow. I think he's good in that department. I think he's fine there. But in terms of like X's and O's and like being creative offensively and like that kind of stuff, I mean, if you go all the way back to the Raptors days, that's something that he wasn't, you know, exactly known for. So I think when they eventually try to start winning, he he will not be the head coach. Dang, is, <laughs> is, is, is Dwayne Casey Billy Donovan? Is, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, wait a minute now. Does Billy Donovan have a coach of the year in his uh <laughs> in his arsenal? Hold on, now that might might not be a bad compare. That's tough right there. Uh, I, I think the one thing that I've seen from the Pistons that, that to me has been the most um, probably the thing that, like you talked about with trying to find who the guys are going to be, it just seems like, right, like I get that we, we're giving them a little leeway because the team's bad, but it does seem like Troy Weaver just kind of like, hey, I'm going to just pay this guy because we got to pay somebody, right? Like the Marvin Bagley deal to me, I felt like that was a bad deal. Is, is he the guy? that you no. can trust moving forward. Like, do you feel like he's the – I'm not talking about Marvin Bagley at all. I'm talking about no. the GM, right? Like, do you – we know that. Like, we know the answer to that one. <laughs> do, do you feel like you're in a good position front office-wise moving forward? Because, like, right, right now where the Bulls are, right, like, we see we have some issues. But for the most part, we all still feel good about AK and Mark Eversley and what's here. Do you feel good about where the Pistons front office is that they're going to be able to build this team around? 
I'm that's the one place I am actually really confident in. Unlike other rebuilding teams, they didn't the Pistons didn't have like a a big star or big uh, you know a big player to auction off and get assets for coming back and then jumpstart their rebuild. They started off with trading Andre Drummond in the 19th season for a second round pick in Brandon Knight and John Henson, nothing. And then Blake Griffin the next year lost a leg and was playing one legged out there and, you know, had to buy him out. So you didn't get nothing for him. And their best assets when Weaver took over were Bruce Brown and Luke Kennard. And that that was their best assets. And they were in cap hell. They, 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 they had terrible cap space. So in a short amount of time, and again, you, you have to get a little lucky. I think everyone has to get a little lucky with this. For sure. He won the he won the draft with, with Cade. So, but even before that, I thought he did a really good job of trying to get out of that cap space hell, give them flexibility in the cap in the cap room. Um, all the contracts that he's given, I know there was a lot of jokes about, oh, he loves big men. He loves signing big men over the last few off seasons. But each one of those contracts have been movable. He's moved most of them. They're not none of them have been long term contracts that you know strict uh, or keep the the cap space strict with them. It's all been movable contracts. He hasn't done nothing stupid with the Pistons, um, and he I think he's a pretty good drafter. That's one of the things he was really good. Uh, w- one of his major things over in OKC when he was over there is that he was really good at drafting. And you know, Killian Hayes was the biggest one that had everybody like, oh, does he know what he's doing? But <laughs> he's he's kind of coming around this year. He's played really well over the last two months and. And Troy Weaver recently, just yesterday, talked about how happy he is about that, whatever. So I'm sure he's probably never been happier than now to finally see that his first pick he ever made is, like, doing good. Yeah. But outside of that, Sadiq Bey, I mean, he's had his struggles up and down, but I still think he was a good find at 19. Stu looks like he's going to be, at the very least, a good backup center. And then he found that at 16. He got Cade, Ivy at 5, who a lot of people like. And then Jalen Duren, who a lot of people felt like could have even went higher and has played really well this year at 13 for a 2025 first from Milwaukee. So I think he's done a really good job of that. But like I said earlier, I, I can't really judge him too much. I think a lot of us in, in the Pistons community are waiting to hold all judgment on him until this offseason. This is when he's actually going to have to make some some legit roster decisions that impact winning. Hey, man. I, I'm points. not going to lie to you, dog. I, as a Bulls fan... I look forward to the day when the Pistons are uh, competitive again because I love a good rivalry. I am that guy. I love being able to go back and forth. So that's something, man. Like, I, I, I'd bet on them probably two years, man. Two years, I'd say Pistons are going to be back, at least competitive, right? Hey, and if you would bet on that, check out betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college basketball season, NBA. Of course, you can check out soccer all across the world. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, cool. I don't get no music on the third segment, dog. You just no, forget your music, bro. I'm going to say, I like the music in the second segment. The music. You, want the, you want the music, I'll give you the music. Thank you. All right, cool. <laughs> y'all going to have to show me how to do this. This is lit. I can't help, I can't help y'all. It's just a soundboard, brother. We, 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 can make it, we can make that happen. with Simple purchases. Um, when you, from the Detroit perspective, look at the Chicago Bulls, what, do you, what is your biggest question about this team that you kind of want to know? 
So I actually was going to say, can I take over this third segment and ask go you ahead. guys about the Bulls? Yeah, now? go ahead. All right. So we've actually talked about the Bulls quite a bit over in Lockdown Pistons. Every now and then we talk about you guys because there's a player that a lot of Pistons fans really, really are interested in, and that's Pat Williams. I'm going to wait to ask you guys about Pat Williams because I actually have a question before that. Are you guys blowing this up? Are you guys going to blow this team up? Like, what, what's going on over there? Because before the year, I was really high on you guys because I really liked, first of all, I'm a real big fan of Lonzo. And I thought you guys played incredibly well when Lonzo was healthy. When, when he was healthy last year with Caruso, you guys' defense, which I thought was the, the biggest concern before that season, actually turned out to be one of you guys' biggest strengths with, with, with Caruso and Lonzo. And then Lonzo went down, and now we don't know if he's alive or not. But, <laughs> like, if he... Like, are you guys going to blow this up now, like, at, at, at the deadline? I know there's a report today from, I think, I think he's a, a Bulls beat Joe writer. Cowley. Yep, Joe Cowley. Yep, Joe Cowley, yes. Yeah, can we and call he mentioned that? that he they could be gone at the deadline. Are they? Do you guys think they're going to blow this up? No. Let, before, no. before I'm going to let Hayes answer. No. I need this all Bulls team is not blowing up anything. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I no. I was going to kill Joe Cowley real quick. <laughs> go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, piss it. Everybody else around the world. Joe Cowley has had hate for the Chicago Bulls. And he's been, I will say this, he's been justified a lot of times in, in some of his predictions. But he's had hate for the Bulls since like Jordan Day. So if you can hate on like them teams, I mean, you can hate on them. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> they hated Jesus, is all I can say. And Joe Cowley was one of those people. Okay, dog. <laughs> like, Calm down, brother. No, all jokes aside, we bro. We gotta like, have 25 wins before we, you can Jesus. We, we can have Javon. We can have. <laughs> Jesus, Devontae Christ as our starting point guard. And Joe be like, you know what? His powers were overrated. Don't even worry about it. It's just Jesus. <laughs> no, like, Jesus Christ couldn't do a post move. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Answer the question. Are you still at this? I ne- what? No, they're not blowing it up, bro. This seems not blowing it up, man. It's not happening. I don't understand why. Like, I, I read that arc. I literally read that right before we started recording. So I think I just I came in with a little bit of fire for it anyway, because it's just like, <laughs> come on, Joe. Come on, Joseph, man. You got to do better than that, bro. Oh, man. Joe Cowley went at me and Hayes the, literally the first day we joined. The Locked first on. week we took over the show, bro. The first week. Yeah, he, he had beef with us for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He called us junior varsity and we've been doing great ever since. Oh, no, nah, bro. <laughs> That would that nah, would have been I, enough for me. I, I don't think the Bulls are blowing this up. AK is big on continuity, and the one thing that I've said over on Locked On Bulls is is that continuity is the um, is the one thing that we've seen in history that you do have to bet on. I like the idea of it. Is this the team that it, that that's going to happen with? That might just take its natural course, right? There's good teams in the NBA that go through their course, and by the end of it, we were like, that was a fun team to watch, but it didn't live up to championship aspirations, but you do have to have that continuity to win a championship. And I think AK knows that. So I don't think we'll see any, anybody getting anybody major getting shipped out soon. I mean, if we yeah. could, we call a Vooch trade a blow up. Would that be a big blow? Up? It's, I think it's because he's part of the core. He's one of our big three. Okay. Um, so I think like that, that would be considered a, a more, it's still more of a retool than a complete blow up. Um, but I still don't think even that's like like it really does seem like this front office is content in kind of let let maybe maybe doing a smaller move. I'm not saying they're not going to do any any move at the trade deadline, but it's not going to be anything huge. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't think. So. Unless you guys want to send us Jalen Duran, we we can we can. Nah, we'll nah you guys it. you guys good. Man. Okay. Yeah. okay, I mean I, listen, you never know if you don't ask, bro. You never know if you, you don't, don't need Jalen Duran. You guys got food. What you guys, what you guys need Duran for? And you now, got big on. Dre. Now, you got big now, AD now, over there. Now now cool. I love you. 
You got the but big you just, penguin. You just said we don't need Durham because we got Vooch. Come on, brother. Come on. You I, don't hey, even hey, believe that. Hey, not even that. Did you just call Andre Drummond AD? I feel like that's the wild part yeah. of that statement. There. Hey, Let listen, me give it him. He, he, he's going to play more AD. games than AD. That's for sure. You can, you can. <laughs> oh, man. That's so, cool. look, I got so I got another question for you guys. Let's so, so before before I ask the question, let me just say it's really weird because you mentioned rivalries growing up, and obviously the Pistons and Bulls have had rivalries in the past. Yeah. But like me growing up, the Bulls were always like my second favorite team. I always liked the Bulls because I was such a huge Derrick Rose fan. Like Derrick Rose was my guy, and I always have liked the Bulls. I even have like a, I was gonna bring up one of my Bulls snapbacks on like on the recording, but Pistons fans probably would have killed me. But um. I have a lot of friends, like a lot of my close friends are from Chicago and they constantly talk about the Bulls and their biggest thing. I just want to see where you guys' heads are. If they're like, do you guys think they're dumb? Are they in the same headspace, et cetera? They're, they're completely done with Vooch. They, they, they're like, we need to get rid of Vooch. Vooch isn't, we need a defensive guy at the big, we need some rim protection and Vooch just isn't it. Do you guys agree with that? And do you think, I know you guys, I, I kind of asked you guys if you guys are going to blow it up, but you guys hit on it right there. Does Vooch count as a big blow up? Do you guys think they trade blow or not? blow up do you think they trade Vooch no I think they just need to utilize Vooch better and that's the thing a lot of Bulls fans they've this is what I always say I've been a part of this Bulls fandom my whole entire life I was born into one thing with Bulls fans is once they pick a player to blame unless that player goes on an average 40 points per game they're just going to keep blaming him Vooch has quietly been the most consistent Bull this season Vooch steps up when it's when it's good when we play our best basketball usually Vooch has a big game in those games so like yeah, a lot of people say that they're done with Vooch because of what he what his flaws are. But I think we've zeroed in so many so, so closely on what Vooch's flaws are that we forget. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not a shutdown defender by any stretch, but he's one of the more versatile offensive centers in the NBA, and he's still a top ten center in this league. So I'm not one of the people who are down on Vooch. I know a lot of Bulls fans are, but I'm not. I've 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 never been down on Vooch. I've probably been a huge Vooch defender. More times than not, um, I think Vooch is what the modern big man is. I think he's an older version of what the modern big man is, but I think he's what the modern big man is. And if we're being 100 percent right, like there's a lot of Bulls fans that want what what was sexy in the 90s back and was sexy with Joakim Noah back. And the thing is, um, those guys weren't the guy that was going to single handedly win you a championship. And the sexy part about them is Joe Keem could go up and block shots. He was a great defensive player. Mm. He was an anchor on the defensive floor. Like, I feel like a lot of times, right, we go back to what our best was. And when we last were best was when Joe Keem was in the middle of the floor blocking shots, being a facilitator, stuff like that, putting up 12 to 15 points a game. Vooch ain't going to be that defensively. But what Vooch can do is, Vooch is arguably our best passer on the team right now with Lonzo Ball out. Uh, he's got the best vision on the team out of anybody he's probably got one of the highest iqs on the team if you let him cook he's kind of unstoppable with that weird float game down here we float to and um i mean for me i i'm i'm not gonna be off of vooch simply for the fact that you don't get rid of consistency i'm not gonna say i can't see the bulls trading vooch though because he's on the last year of an expiring deal and that's a lot of times where you can get really good assets especially when you have that caliber of player. So my, my final question for you guys, this is when I'm going to bring up Pat Williams now. So the Bulls currently, everybody, they are That's 20 so and, intrigued. 
I, I am intrigued. I'm very intrigued. So the Bulls, everyone, are 20 and 24. They're 10th in the East. Yeah. Right now, they're two games out of ninth and two and a half games out of eighth. So you guys are just in the play-in, just in there fighting for it. Some people may say you guys need to, you know, bring in some, you know, some some firepower. You feel me? And the Pistons you about to push have some us. of that. What are you about to push on us, Koo? What What do you What do you, you know? Got, the Pistons. <laughs> He about to say bogey. <laughs> the Pistons might just have some of that firepower. Someone can go out there and score. You know, it looks like you guys don't, you know, Vooch already, not good defender. Why not just pile on with that? Just keep going with the no Just defense. double get down Boyan. on the bad defense. I feel you. I feel hey, you. Yeah, yeah. Just get Boyan, 20 points a game, 40% from deep, damn near 50, 40, 90. And just, you know, all, all us Pistons fans ask in return. It's Pat Williams. Just, just, just send him this way. We don't have the match contract, so the Pistons have cap to eat. You know, just th- – just throw them this way, and and I think it will be good for both teams. You guys get a score. You guys maybe soar up the soar up the standings. Don't blow it up, et cetera, et cetera. And the Pistons get another young forward that can play some defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear all that. It sounds good, but no, we're good. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. I, we appreciate your offer, but we're gonna have to decline that generous offer, there, <laughs> fella. Hey, now, the thing. We do, Not just we do. Oh yeah, like now, I was listen, listening. Listen, he, he stopped listen, at Boyan. We, we have we have a lightly used center who's gotten picked up by Tony Bradley. We can send you Tony. I mean, we can send you Tony Bradley uh, for for Boyan, and you know we can, we can hey, do we that. Can, one. We we can send them a not used at all center in uh, Marco Simonovic. Who oh, yeah. has do you no want Marco Simonovic? We can absolutely give you Marco Simonovic. Bro. No, we, like, we good. We good, man. We good. You sure? You sure you don't want Marco Simonovic? No, no, no. I just want to check in what's going on with Pat. You know, you know. Here's, I, I've seen some mixed emotions Pat. about Pat. I, bro, I feel I feel like Marco Simonovic can can blossom into the next Rashid hey. Wallace. Hey, hey. <laughs> bro, Marco Simonovic. <laughs> he said Rasheed Wallace, bro. Marco Simonovic gets scared staring at himself in the mirror. Rasheed Wallace scared other people by just staring. I literally got technical fouls by just staring. I don't see it, brother. Uh, this man's here's, scared here's, looking at himself. Uh, he, he, he looked in the mirror. He, ah! Oh, Jesus, Marco. What are you doing, man? We in the locker room, brother. Did you just call him? So you calling him Dorian Gray is basically what you're saying? He is. He sees himself in the mirror and that's it. Yeah, y'all that's why we right. don't do crossover episodes, bro. That's why we don't do these. Because mine's come on here and they just be like, these dudes are insane. Uh, <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, no, what I what I will say is this, right? I, so I, I had to tweet. I tweeted out uh, a couple of games ago. I said, Pat Williams is a bust. And everybody lost their mind on it. And apparently I have a very different definition. Bro, of bust people really were ready to fight you. Oh, there. they were ready to fight me. I, I, and, and nobody wanted to hear the explanation. So... But for me, right, P. Will has not lived up to his draft spot. Can't he live up to that draft spot somewhere else? Probably so. If you give him more than 10 shots, which the Bulls often don't, he probably can't. But the biggest thing for me that will always hold weight, and it, it probably holds weight the most with AK, is P. Will's not 22 yet. He's been in the league three years. Mm. That's that's going to – I'm. I, I still feel how I feel. He hasn't lived up to the number four spot. But that doesn't mean you just move on and give up on a player. At a minimum, we've seen those guys turn into guys like Austin Rivers. We've seen those guys turn into guys like Seth Curry, right, where you look at them and you were like, you're supposed to be the next this. And they just kind of become role players in the NBA that are really solid pieces. I'm okay having that if I have the other pieces in place. So I'm not ready to move on from P. Will yet. 
Um, but Bojan's an interesting start. Is there anything else you can wet the beak with over there? I don't. I don't want the. I don't want Nerlens Noel either. Although, man, Bulls fans would love Nerlens Noel. You already know they would. You can have him. Take him. They'd be Go like, ahead. he blocks shots. Yep, he does. And does nothing shots. else. He blocks some shots, and every now and then you'll see him just whip out a mid-range shot. Whether that's good or bad, I'm not going to say anything about. But he'll he'll whip it out for sure. He'll definitely. <laughs> yeah. he'll Let me it. ask you this, cool. So what? What pieces on your roster, the Detroit Pistons roster, do you you just don't see it for? I know they're a young team. I know coming into the season you were you you weren't hopeful that the team was going to win too many games, but like right. what's the what's the one piece that you just you, that the 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 front office or whatnot may maybe hoping they're going to develop and you just don't see it for at all? Who was off Killian for four days? I tracked his Twitter. No, no, we're not going to do this. Four days. I saw it removed. His his Twitter handle was Killian Hayes fan, and it was gone. And I was <laughs> like, what happened? Wait a minute. He was off Killian for four days, bro. That's it's still gone, too. Bro. Is, this, is this gone? As soon as I removed it, this happened. So I was a jinx. I had to, it can't go back because as soon as it goes back, he'll, he'll, he'll revert back to what he was the first 10 games. But That's hilarious. Um, you're trying to get me really like destroyed from Pistons fans. Like they're about to just dis- destroy me for this, but it is with it. So like I said that this was like a year to figure out who's who's gonna be on this team moving forward. Yeah. And I think Killian's proven that he's probably gonna be on this team moving forward or traded for something. I think Stu has proven that he'll at least be on the team as a backup big. The one player who and again, Pistons fans are gonna kill me for this, but the one player who I just don't think has his his future is very questionable, and and you don't really know what's going to happen. Is Sadiq Bay, Sadiq? It's hard for I've said this before in the podcast. I try to say it at the very end of the podcast. So thank you guys for bringing that up at the end. Um, I say it at the end all the time, so I, not as many people come after me. But but <laughs> stand on it, cool. You got to stand on it. Nah, nah. So like, <laughs> nah. Sadiq, when he his rookie year, he was billed as like this three and D guy. And then after his rookie year, it was like, oh, he's trying to add more to his game. Maybe he, maybe, and he struggled doing it, but people were like, oh, he's trying to be more than just 3 and D. Maybe he can create some shots. And we had fans, yes, calling him PG 13, future PG 13. Yes, that was, this is the kind of stuff that was going on. So that's, that's where, <laughs> that's where we were at. They were like, okay, maybe he can add this stuff. And now after three years, he went, he's gone from 3 and D player to, a three and D wing that doesn't shoot the three well and doesn't play defense. And it's, it's like, okay, so what are you doing for me? So this year he, sh- he, he's barely hovering around 40% from the field. He's, he was for a good majority of the season. He was around 28% from deep. He shot well the last few weeks, gotten a little bit better at that. So he's gotten up to 33%, um, but still not like a, a, a knockdown shooter or, or anything. He's shooting 46% on all two pointers so this improvement that we've all talked about as a finisher within the arc, I mean, has it really been that big of an improvement? Because last year he was at 45%, this year he's at 46 So it's like the one area that he's actually very much improved on is as is drawing free throws. But, like, that's not – and when you got Cade and you got, you know, another pick coming up at the top of this draft, you got Jalen or Jane Ivey and all these other guys, you don't need someone else who can just draw free throws. You need – Specialist, you need guys who specialize in a role, and I can I can see a role that Killian Hayes plays into. I can see the role Isaiah Stewart plays into. I see the role Jalen Duran plays into. 
I don't see that role with Sadiq right now because in a wing-dependent league, I've, I've said it before, i say it again, I think this league is a wing league. You win on the wings, mm-hmm. and you have guys who switch one through four and can do all kinds of stuff. Sadiq can't switch one through four. I don't know what the position exactly he guards. He's not He's not the, the best spacer on the team either, so he's not providing incredible spacing for for the team, and he wants the ball in his hands a lot. He, he, uh, the, when he's at his best now, it wasn't like this before, but now he's – He's at his best when he's going to the rim and, and drawing a foul. So it's like, I, I don't know where the Pistons go from here with him. So that that's the one player I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm just completely out on, but definitely like confused on. That's fair. That man, that man says he don't know who Sadiq Bay guard one through four, bro. <laughs> bro, ain't, no, ain't nobody left, bro. Ain't nobody, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody left with the center, and he ain't that big. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> That's tough, man. Hey, man, we appreciate everybody who's tuned in to this episode <laughs> of the podcast. That got me. He'll like, guard one through four. I'm confused on this spot. It's not one. There isn't one. Just say it, Cool. Cool. just admit it. He has no spot. <laughs> I don't know. It ain't the five. Who said everything in that to basically say this man has absolutely no place on a basketball team? I didn't say that. Pat's putting words in my mouth, but. He you does know, that. He does that. You can, you can, you can take from that what you will. You guys can all. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> cool. Cool understands what show, what show he's on. You know what I mean. Cool. Let the people know where they can follow you at, brother. They can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. Obviously, over at Locked On Pistons. I appreciate you guys doing this crossover, man. It was a lot of fun. I hope everyone listening, especially over on the Locked On Pistons. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. You know, the Pistons don't have much to root for and, you know, not a lot of wins. So every now and then we can just have fun and laugh and stuff. It's needed. It's needed. You guys, different story. You guys, you know, you guys need this one. But we just want to laugh and smile every now and then. So <laughs> That's why I love doing these crossovers. At least we get the joke around, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate you guys for tuning in for another episode, man. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls and Pistons your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. For Pat the Designer and Koo, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls and Pistons. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace. You didn't have to do the whole outro, though. I'm sure.